0: to Making It Happen, a career in the performing arts where we discuss how to break into the performing arts industry for yourself or your child, teen, or young adult. Guests include artists, creatives, casting directors, musical directors, choreographers, agents and managers, as well as parents of young professional actor, singer, dancers, all who are passionate and share my vision of helping talented individuals land professional representation and have successful careers in the arts. My name is Lisa Solek and I am the CEO and founder of Making It Happen occurring in the performing arts, having helped hundreds of clients break into the business on stage in films, television, commercial work, and more. This podcast is supplemental to my groundbreaking online courses, Professional Kids and Teens 101, a primer for parents and Professional Biz 201 for young adults, college students, and graduates. For more information, check out all the ways you can benefit from my courses, my programs, and my free guide. Go to lbctalent.com. My guest today is Annie Nunez hi how are you i'm so excited to have you on the podcast today oh thank you i'm so excited to be here yeah it's so wild because um for the listeners um i met annie quite some time ago and things have transpired over the last couple of years that have been pretty amazing for her daughter nora and she's going to talk all about that and try to enlighten and incite and kind of give us information so that um, those of you out there who have talented kids who are really young might want to you know, move forward with some things for, for your kids as well. So um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about how the journey got started. Like, when did you actually notice that there was this talent in Nora like because I think there's a lot of parents out there they're like is my kid good enough is she really ready for this so what did you notice and and how was it to kind of be the mom of Nora as a very young child um
1: so I'm a pianist as a profession I'm a piano teacher um not a singer (laughs) but I know enough about music and pitch and she started matching pitch when she was about two two and a half and I remember listening to her she was still in her car seat and it was the end of in summer from frozen and she was like in summer and she just let out this huge belt and it was perfectly pitched and I was like I don't think that's normal (laughs) Um, but you know kids are kids and she from the time she was like three told me she wanted to sing on a big stage. And it's kind of like when kids are like, I wanna be an astronaut, I wanna be, and you're just like, okay. Sure, sure. No, like whatever, you don't really think about it. Yeah. Um, And then one of my piano students, their parent was picking them up that day and they heard Nora belting from like upstairs in her bedroom. And they were like, is that Nora? And I was like, sorry, she's super loud. (laughs) And she's like, Annie, I don't know why you're not doing something with her. That's incredible. Uh, But my family, we tend to be a little bit more uh, quiet and not like seeking of public attention and stuff. So it was kind of uncomfortable for me, the thought of like putting her out there. And I didn't know if she was um, good enough or even if she was above average for her age, I didn't really know. So I really was like, okay, I'm just going to get a professional's opinion. So I just went on Google and just Googled like voice teachers and Cameron's name popped up. So I saw that he was doing like a free evaluation and I was like, perfect. He's a professional, he's like highly pedigreed. So she did an evaluation lesson with Cameron. Um, And then he actually gave me your information. And he was like, for a kid like Nora, like you need to talk, you need to talk to Lisa. And I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know what managers or agents were. Like I knew nothing, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Um and I still have like my notebook of all of my notes that I took from the first time you talked to me. Okay. I think you talked for like 2 hours. Like you were yeah. so gracious. I was so yeah. lost. I thought I didn't realize you were like a talent manager. I'm sure Cameron said that, but I thought you were like like somebody in like the like the voice teacher or
0: something. Oh okay. Okay. So I didn't really <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I know. I know it's crazy when you first start. Um and you and I think it can feel overwhelming because you don't really, there's nowhere to find this information, right? There's nowhere online to really find it. And unless you stumble upon someone like you're saying, like a teacher or someone who is in the industry, has been in the industry, understands it, and that can identify the talent in your child, as well as connect you to the right people, it's very difficult because I think most people are afraid because there's so many, Closed doors and gatekeepers and people who just don't want to share this information. Hence the reason that I've been doing so much consulting over the last like 25 years. You know, trying to help people so that they can actually break into the industry either with their kids or you know their teens, young adults, um, and as as well as older. Like there's adult um, talented people out there who have gone to college. For musical theater or voice, and they don't know what to do. They graduate and they just have no idea where to turn. It's almost like they fall off a cliff. And it's wonderful that, you know, I, I'm doing this now and actually being able to get the information out, which is exciting. And I'm so glad that I got to talk to you because the rest is kind of history and it's crazy. Now, how old is Nora now? She's eight. So she's only eight. Okay, so why don't you just explain, tell everybody what transpired, like what happened, what what she just finished doing, just so they kind of get that end, like what that end result was, and then we can talk about how everything happened. Yeah, so
1: she just finished um, the Broadway tour of Frozen. So she was young Anna, it was adorable. It was amazing, (laughs) amazing. Um, So yeah, we did her six month contract um, we're offered an extension, but I have a son that had a medical issue that came up while we were on tour. So as much as I would have loved extending, because really Disney is wonderful to work for. Um, it was just not the right time for our family. Yeah, it was incredible, incredible experience for her to be on a Broadway tour with that caliber of people around her. It, it was amazing. Like I, I
0: sometimes still think it was a dream. <laughs> It was just so lovely, right? Yeah, it's crazy, really, when you have when you have a child that's so talented or a teen that's talented, and they only they're limited as far as what you can expose them to. And then when something like that happens, or even the instruction you get is with a higher level instructor. Yeah. The, the floodgates open and there's so much other opportunity out there. I'm sure there's going to be more like once you get cre- a credit like that, you know, there's going to be a lot more in her future and a lot more time that you can, you know, hopefully she'll end up on Broadway. That would be amazing. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> like there is, she is so young and she's really tiny for her age. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's really not a lot out there for mm-hmm. her age and her, for her size specifically. Mm-hmm but I just figure we'll just
0: take the auditions that come. And if one's come great, if not, then she's a normal kid. And that's fine. Yeah. Which is, which is wonderful to have that attitude because not everybody does. And I think, I think for, for everybody listening, you really can't be a crazy stage mother. Like you literally have to be grounded yourself and your family has to be intact and you have to really kind of know that, there's going to be opportunities and then there's not going to be opportunities. And it's not all about putting all your eggs in one basket. And, you know, if you can live in that space of just nurturing the talent and keeping the child a child and giving her all of the, all of the things kids need to be healthy and, you know, and, and develop appropriately, then it's a win, you know, and then they can survive the industry. You know, they say that kids don't survive, but honestly, there are probably hundreds of thousands of kids who did it as children and that opened the door and gave them much more opportunity to as adults move into the into the career path that they're meant to you know meant to be in so um let's talk about the process because that's you know something that most people don't understand they don't know what that means so talk a little bit about the audition process, like how that happened and how you ended up with the audition so that people can understand what that is. And then maybe extrapolate a little on the actual audition, like what it was like to be in the space, because those are things that parents we worry about, right? Well, what's it really going to be like? Am I going to be able to sit with her? Do I go in the room? Like all of those things that parents tend to question um, right off the bat. And sometimes it stifles them to even move forward. So let's kind of like, pull away the veil and, and discuss all of that if you could.
1: So she, um, after actually I talked to you, this was like almost two years ago now. I know it's crazy. Yeah. Like a year and a half ago. And you told me like, I was just thinking of her as a singer, right? Like she just wants to sing, but I remember you telling me there is no place for children to sing. People don't go to a children's concert. So you need to put her in musical theater. And I thought, I don't even know if she can act like, so I did what you said. I Googled local theaters. Um, and it just so happened that one close to me was auditioning for The Sound of Music, which was perfect. So she got the role of Gretel and I was like, thrilled. I was like, this that's, is so cool. She did, that's like, cool. A that is really flow. cool. Um, and then we had a little tiny clip of her singing from Sound of Music. And because you had talked to me about finding a cabaret and there weren't any here at the time. Um, and so I was like, what do I do? What do I do with a kid like this? And, uh, then a manager contacted me, um, uh, first it was like a local manager. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we signed with her, but I don't think it was really, I think it was, she was kind of much lower tier and not really in like the musical theater space,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I found a local cabaret, like you said, someone started one. And so I took her every month and she performed every month and we took little videos. And then I got the attention of like an L.A. New York manager mm-hmm. who messaged me and said, hey, I'd love to sign her. So I signed with her. And within like 48 hours, she sent me the audition for Frozen.
0: So it was her first audition at that level and she booked it. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't always happen. I just have to say. Usually I... I usually tell parents, give your kids about eight or 10 auditions so that they kind of can get comfortable in the room and, you know, waiting for the perfect storm of everything to line up, that the child's the right type and that they have the right abilities to be able to be cast. And she was cast immediately. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we were very fortunate. And I think because, um, I knew it was like a big Broadway tour. I had zero expectation of her booking it really like. I was just like, and I told her like, this is just fun. Let's just have fun. Like mm-hmm. there was no expectation, which meant there was no pressure. So we really just had fun. Like in her audition video, like her hair was kind of a mess. And like,
0: <laughs> so you sent in a self-tape audition video initially.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything was self-tape. Um, and I just like, I took all the videos, like of all the material and I sent it to her manager and she said, it's great. And she sent it on. Um, and then callbacks were via Zoom. Oh, right. Because of
0: yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's still kind of covid
1: ish. And we hadn't been through like a zoom callback situation before. So, um, while we were like waiting in like the zoom waiting room, I just had like a little card game and we just played it just to keep things light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a game that's like, it's about like burps and like, Silly, <laughs> gross, kid things. So it just had her in like a really happy, funny, loose kind of mood, which I think is really important. Yes. Um, and I had done practice zooms with like my sister in another state and a sister-in-law in another state before, so she could practice being on Zoom and, um, looking through the camera at someone and make sure the audio was working because I didn't want to fight all those battles, like,
0: yes, of in course, all- yes. <laughs>
1: so that really helped her like it helped kind of ease her into like what it was going to be like and then I prepped her like here's how many people they said are going to be on the zoom um and we just practiced a few times but the most part I just let her be her Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. which Uh, I think is important at that age if you drill them too much if you give them answers if you start to say well if they ask you this say this if you ask her this it gets insane like it's much better for them to just be themselves truly so that was really smart yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I just I just figured I was just thrilled that we even had the audition and having a callback. I was like, this is crazy, and <laughs> and I even told her, you know, the role is the girl that's on there right now is like eleven, and at the time Nora was seven, um, and I was like, we're just, you know, this is just going to be a great memory to to do this call. I'm How funny. fun of you! So I really didn't expect anything to come of it. So I was shocked
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what what transpired after the auditions well during the audition were you in the room or did they ask you to leave the room while you were she was doing the zoom
1: yeah so you have to be in the room I believe because she's a minor yes. um, so I was in the room but I was off camera mm-hmm. um, and at first I had myself kind of positioned off to the side but I noticed she would kind of look at me so then I just moved myself like directly behind the camera mm-hmm. but and I And I put my head down, like I sat on the floor, my head down, because I wanted her to think I wasn't
0: there. Mm -hmm. Smart. That's really smart. I've had some clients during the time when the callbacks were via Zoom, um, whose parents stayed in the room and didn't move around, and then ended up getting called out by casting. Because they saw that the child kept looking over for whatever acknowledgement or possibly an answer. And so that was really smart of you to do that. So a lot of this too comes from just common sense and like thinking ahead of the game like you actually, you know, you did a mock audition for her with your sister that was so so smart and I think that's just helping your child do a better job. That's not being a, you know, a mom who's like overzealous. It's just trying to give them, you obviously as a parent, we all want our kids to have a good experience and it's more about that than anything else. So that was really, really smart of you to do and also to kind of do the mom's here for support, but I'm hiding so that you don't get distracted. So that was super smart. So what did they ask her to do on the Zoom for the callback?
1: Um, so she went through all of the audition materials again. Um, and I think there were like four people, maybe four or five people on the zoom. Mm -hmm. Um, they gave her some redirect. The, um, the director was like, Hey, now I want you to read this, but I want you to be more connected. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, she has no idea what that means. (laughs) And and he had her do it quite a few times. And he'd be like, now that way did you feel more connected? Or when you did it this way? And I mean, I just, I had literally had my head like looking down at the carpet, like I was hiding behind the stand so she couldn't even see me. Um and she did great. She understood what he was saying. Um and I thought, because he asked her to do it so many times, I thought that was like it meant it was terrible. Right. I thought like, oh, she's not getting it. That's why he's asking her again and again. Um, And then musically for the music director, then took her shot and just said, "Um, I want you to re-sing this one phrase, but can you sing it all in one breath? And then she said, that's enough. I'm good on the music part Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's it's so true that the directors always want to redirect sometimes they redirect in a direction that they may not end up using they're just trying to see if the child teen or young adult can be directed right they just want to see if they're going to be calm enough to listen and then make the adjustment and not be so set in their ways and a lot of times they do that because they assume that the child has been drilled so much on the material that they can't vary it they can't actually live in that moment so you know kudos to you for the for whatever you did prior to that allowed her to be in that space because that that also was obviously a huge benefit that she was able to be directed so yeah that's amazing yeah I
1: think it was helpful that we I we didn't really overly rehearse it I I think really because I didn't think she would ever book it so it was just kind of like and we, like, I've got four kids. We have a busy house. I, I'm working. Like, it was crazy. We had a puppy. And I was like, this is just, like, <laughs> we had to rehearse was, like, the few minutes, you know, we could that we could find here and there. Um, and I, I think that helped. I think it also helped that naturally her personality is very similar to the characters.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I, I think that helped, too. Like, it wasn't, yes. like, a far stretch for her. Yes, she was just being herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand that. I understand that. Wow. That's, that's just incredible. So what ended up happening? Like how much time transpired between the callback audition via zoom and you finding out that she booked this?
1: I think it was like six days. Like, yeah, I think our callback was on a Saturday and that Friday. Um, our manager had texted me and said, Hey, do you have a plan in place for what to do with your family? If she books this. And I was like, sure. <laughs> We'll work it out. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. And then she was like, hey, I'm going to call you later today. And I was actually at school with Nora, like having lunch with her. And I was waiting for her to come in the lunchroom. And then that's when our manager called and said she booked it. And I was like, what? What? She booked it? (laughs) And then, so from that date, it was like two weeks till we had to be on tour. So it was, it was
0: fast. It's usually, uh, yeah, it's usually that fast with children. Part of the reason with kids too, is because they grow and change. So even with Broadway, any of the shows, a show that's doing an out of town and just sitting out of town somewhere, they're doing like a prep for Broadway or a Broadway show. It's always going to be a fast turnaround only because they don't want to do it three months ahead. And then the child changes or they lose a tooth or what you know, like whatever, normal yeah. children things, you know? So I understand that, that it was tight. So um, did you have someone helping you with the plans to get ready? Did you go on tour with her? Did you alternate with your husband or your sister? Like, how did that happen? Because we all know that a guardian has to be with the child. And so that's all, you know, there's all those things and those rules that are in place so that the child is always safe and things are done appropriately. So for anybody listening all of that is in place. So you don't have to worry about them telling you that you can't be with your child or any of that. Like you are part of that, that mix. So what did you end up doing? I mean, did, was your family supportive? Like how, what did you do with your other children? Uh, I think everyone uh, would really like to know that. <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, so because I only really worked part-time as a piano teacher and all my piano students are really like lovely supportive families. I just sent out an email and I was like, "You've got one more week of lessons, and then I'm I'm gonna have to be done." Um, And they were all really like, they all took it really well. We're like, "Oh my gosh!" But I couldn't tell them why, right? Because you can't make your announcement until Disney does. But I was just like, "We just I'm gonna have to go gone with my daughter for six months." (laughs) I could flip it like that. Um, And my husband was still working remotely most of the time, which was great. So I took my. Uh five-year-old at the time, she came with us on tour. So I unenrolled both of them from school because their school mm-hmm. wouldn't work with like letting me keep them enrolled, but do virtual. So mm-hmm. I had to just unenroll them. She came with us. I have two older boys who at the time were like 10 and 11, 10, yeah, 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. So we just got them cell phones and said, you're going to have to take the bus to and from mm-hmm. school. And yeah, it was fast. One thing I had done ahead of time, which I remember thinking I was crazy when I did it, I had already gotten her a passport and I'd gotten her work permits in California, New York, Texas, Georgia, New Mexico. And I remember when I did all that thinking, I'm crazy. Like, my kid doesn't even, like, at that time didn't have a manager, didn't have an agent. And I was like, what am I doing? But I just felt like I needed to have all that done. I opened a Coogan account for her. Mm -hmm. So that when we got that call, that last two weeks, I was able to spend a lot of the time like with my family, um, because all that kind of stuff was already done. He was already vaccinated. And a lot of that stuff can can take up a lot of time. So then it was just getting the materials together and like getting packed. Yeah. So my little one came with me for the first four months. The last two months of tour, which were over the summertime, um, my boys stayed like six weeks with my in-laws in Utah, just lived with them completely. Okay. my kids were here in Texas. And then for like the last six weeks of summer, everybody came home to Texas. And then I sent my little one home. And then my mom came from Montana and lived with my husband and my kids oh, for the last six weeks of summer.
0: So that we had sufficient childcare. That is incredible. Thank goodness for the supportive family, you know? Oh yeah. 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 I
1: don't I don't know how we would have managed the summertime. hmm we didn't have that. That would have been yeah.
0: really, really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I know some people just from years of doing this, cause I I've done it with my children since they were very, very young. And so we've, they've, they were lucky enough to book lots of different projects, Broadway film, TV, all of it. And so we've experienced so much in that realm of like being with children and being with teens and like how it works. And I know there are some people who will, you know have a family member go have someone you know a retired grandmother or aunt go and then the mother kind of goes back and forth between being home with the other children and being out on tour or being in new york wherever they need to be wherever the show is so okay so the family's there they're supportive did they see the show did the family all get to see the show um they came out my husband came to almost every city
1: um my boys came to probably six or seven cities out of the 11 that she performed in. So they they traveled a lot. So that was just mm-hmm. like expense as a family that we just said, we're just taking the, the hit on this because it's more important for our family to be together when we can. So yeah, they all watched her perform. And then actually my son, from watching her do all this, now he's in theater, nice. um, which is kind of crazy. Like he's like an athlete and I never in a million years thought he'd be interested in theater, but he loves it now. That's so awesome. Two theater kids. And so yeah, it was really the family really like just joined together to support her knowing it's, you know, it's short term, it's only six months Mm -hmm. and this is like a once in a lifetime thing. So we're just, we're, we're all in, we're just going to do it.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so funny because when you say that it's just six months, that's so true because even if she were to book a TV show or she booked like a movie, you'd be gone for a month. You'd be gone for three weeks or if she had a small part maybe even less than that do you know what i mean or the the movie's filming for three months and you only have to go for one week here and one week there so it's really very doable you know i think people think oh my gosh my life is going to be thrown into disarray and it really is doable yes there's the paperwork yes there's the logistics yes there's all of that but at the highest level of the industry, they're so organized. Like you mentioned, it was so great working with Disney, and it's so true. And they will help you every step of the way. And they will make sure that you know you did everything correctly and every, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and all of that. And it seems like you also are very organized. It seems like a very organized person. So, you know, that certainly helps. Let's talk about the first time you walked into rehearsal. Where was rehearsal? um you know how did that go what how was that for you as a parent how was it for her like kind of give everybody a sense of of what rehearsal was like
1: so for um like when she had done her local sound of music show I was the child wrangler um and I sat even as a parent I sat through every rehearsal and then I was a child wrangler for performances but once we got on tour you dropped them off at the theater bye-bye you're not allowed backstage you're not allowed Anywhere mm-hmm. in theater, very mm-hmm. different from TV film. Yeah, so okay. we were really, really blessed that one of the other girls that was already on Frozen and was continuing her contract, Nora actually knew she had done an art camp with her the summer before. Just by what? like, the, yeah, crazy, <laughs> crazy. They had like, when I looked, when Nora got her call back and I was like, okay, well, let's see who's on Frozen, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the girl from art camp. <laughs> like, what? Oh. <laughs> So in was, Texas. So she was from Texas, Texas. also. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Crazy. What are so the chances already, of that? Oh, so small. I already <laughs> felt really comfortable because I had really liked this girl. She's older than Nora, but I remembered her being so kind and like motherly to her at art camp. So I already felt really comfortable, like bye bye and, and leaving mm-hmm. her um mm-hmm. to go
0: to go backstage and just be and be gone. Let's take a second and talk about a Wrangler. Like I, we know what a wrangler is. I teach what a wrangler is, but you mentioned the name wrangler and it's a funny word that they use. Everybody always laughs, you know, when I'm teaching the course and doing the webinar and all the things that I do, when I do it in person, people crack up. They're like, really a wrangler (laughs) wrangling the children. Are you serious? So yeah. Why don't you kind of give us a little bit because you actually were one. That's very exciting. And just talk about what that is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so the Wrangler, basically their, their job is to be within, I shot an ear shot of the children at all times. Um, you also make sure that like you get them to the stage when they need to be there, like in the wings, in the proper place. That, um, when I did it, I had to make sure they had props, but for Frozen, they have their own prop people. So the Wrangler doesn't mess with that or, or touch mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just, you keep them quiet and entertained and safe backstage. So for Frozen, their wrangler for part of the tour was also their teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. A lot of times that's the yeah. case. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then when summer came, the teacher left because she no longer needed to teach, and then she went to another um, production. She went to MJ. Mm-hmm. So a child wrangler we had had previously when we were in California and had to have two wranglers. Um, she came for the summer to be the wrangler, and now oh, she's nice. actually on tour as somebody's guardian because yes,
0: that happens because a I lot. There, yeah. That happens a lot. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So now you're in rehearsals or she's in rehearsals. You are Mm -hmm. not in rehearsals. (laughs) You are not there. So how did that go? Like, what did you do during that time? Um, you know, how did you keep yourself busy? Did you have to be there for her during breaks? Like kind of go into that and how, how that was for you.
1: Yeah. So the rehearsal process so when we join tour, you join and you do rehearsals on tour, essentially, right? So you just join wherever the tour is at and you have three weeks of rehearsal. Um, and their schedule is kind of wonky because the company also has performances at night, right? And they have put in rehearsals during the days yeah. or bike call or lift call or whatever. So the schedule is kind of all over the place between school and rehearsal those first three weeks. So I basically was just there to drop off and pick up. And sometimes they'd be like... Hey, um, we're gonna be done with rehearsal in like twenty minutes, and you know your hotel might be twenty minutes away, so you just have to be ready to just like go get them. Yeah.
0: Uh,
1: but I had my little one with me, so I did like homeschooling, kindergarten homeschooling for her okay. during when Nora was at the theater, and then I became really close with the other tour moms. Mm-hmm. So we got to know each other a lot during those like rehearsal weeks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, which um, is probably that's a good thing. Oh,
1: and they were. I could not have asked for better moms to be on tour with. We would like, sometimes they would bring Nora home from the theater so I could put my little one to bed earlier. Like it was really, it became like a very strong family. And I've, I've since learned from other theater moms. That's not always everyone's experience, Yes, but we were very, very blessed. Like we all just genuinely love each other and love each other's kids. Um, and so that was really, it was like having a little family. So it wasn't so isolating. Nice.
0: Yeah. And yeah, and I think that support is really great because a lot of times, I don't know what the experience was for you um, in regard to this, but sometimes even once the kids go into the show, they're getting other auditions. Sometimes the agents managers are sending other auditions that they have to do self tapes for. So it kind of can get a little bit busy. Um, I know when I was on tour with my youngest son, um, when we went away to Canada, Um, because he was involved in Wintuck. Um, He was in the world premiere of Wintuck, which is Cirque du Soleil's show. So we went up there for a number of months to do the, they were creating the show. They call it like working on the creation. But when we were up there, um, I was still running my businesses. So at the time I had a very large performing arts school with (laughs) with two locations. So I was like running that from my computer and doing the same thing, like running back and forth between, you know, Same thing. They're at rehearsal. You're expecting them to be at rehearsal for six hours and then do three hours of school or whatever it is. And certainly we could talk about that too. There's a requirement that the kids do a certain amount of hours of school. And, um, Yeah. And sometimes they would call and they'd be like, we're done. So you really had to have that flexibility. Whoever that person was, that's with the child definitely has to have that flexibility. They can't be locked into, yes, I'm working virtually, but I have to work for these seven hours and I can't be disrupted. Like that would not work. So yeah. yeah. So talk about the schooling a little bit. I'm obviously aware of it and teach it, but like from your experience, how that worked.
1: Yeah, so um, they provide a tutor because it's a, you know, it's a union contract. So they have to provide a tutor. The kids have to do 15 hours of school a week, um, which was actually more than sufficient academically. Mm -hmm. Like she definitely came back from tour farther ahead than she would have been. Um, And our public school is great. It's like a top tier public school. But just because she was able to get that individualized time because her and the other young Anna, because they shared the role, they just did the same curriculum as each other. So the teacher was able to really focus on them. And then one of the other girls was older and in an online private school. So hers kind of self-sufficient. So they really had the attention of their teacher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is great. Because when you're a second grader, you know, you, you kind of need help. You can't just like yeah. do it on your
0: own. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, was they sent you an email every week saying, here's what we went through each week. So um, for Texas, I didn't have to report any of that back to the school when I re-enrolled her because Texas is like, free for all. Um, but other states, you're going to need to hang on to that documentation from the yeah. tour teacher. Yeah. But yeah, for, it's really easy to just re-enroll her and off we go.
0: Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, like I suggest to a lot of my clients to just take them out of school and then re-enroll them. And then in most states, the school has the option to even retest them to put them back in to make sure. But most schools don't. Yeah. Most schools just take them back. Yeah. I think it's different if you're out of school for more than a year. You know, she yeah. being out for, for, what was she at? Three months out of public school or was that yeah, like? Years? Yeah, like three, uh, three and a half months ish. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times you can get the information from the school as to what the curriculum is for that yes. grade level. And that also, yeah. that information is usually online as well. And so yeah. you can like look that up and then you can give that to the tutors and make sure that she's doing the right materials so that she's not working on subject matter that maybe is not going to be taught until the following year. And then she's missing something. That's exactly what I did. So my
1: mom happens to be a teacher. So she said, okay, what you need to do is go on the district website, get what's called their scope and sequence. And I got all that. I got the textbooks from friends of mine that work at the school. And I said, Hey, can I have some extra textbooks maybe? Mm -hmm. And I just literally, like, I knew what they had already done because it's all on the district website. And then I just verified with her teacher before I unenrolled her, like where she was at right then. And then I literally just had all that material and I just sent it on to her. And I, here you go. When she came back, she jumped right into third grade, no problem. And um, she didn't miss anything, nothing overlapped. I, um, I know not everyone has that ability, but for us, it was really nice. And I had my mom as a teacher Who even like put together, because she was going through the material so much faster than what the public Mm -hmm. school was. Mm -hmm. So she put together extra math packets. So we created a Google Classroom. Mm -hmm. um, And my mom would just upload extra materials, like enrichment materials, that the teacher on tour could then access.
0: Yeah, I agree with you that it goes faster. I think because it's concentrated also, plus it's a one-on-one yep. on, one on one or one-on-three or one-on-eight, whatever it is, that with the teacher versus the students. And so they tend to, and I think the kids too are in a heightened state. Because they want to get back on stage, they want to get back to the the vocal training, they want to get in that space with the performers yeah. because that's what they love to do, so they kind of know that this is important that they have to be you know doing you know staying focused in those moments too when they're with the tutors. Um, the other thing too is if your school doesn't support you like your school was very supportive in giving you the books and everything that doesn't always happen. Um, we had support from some of the schools that my kids went to, and in other cases, we did not have support. But then you can actually look into the um, the distance learning programs that many people use all over the world, right? People have to travel all over the world for their work. They tend to use these mm-hmm. programs for their kids. And certainly those distance learning programs, they have various kinds, right? They have, I know there's Laurel Springs, K-12. Yep. Calvert. There's so many different ones. And each one of them offers a different, different options for support from an actual teacher. And they also offer different deadlines for when the children have to complete the work, which isn't always ideal when your child is a performer. It's better to kind of have that window of like, okay, the test is going to be when she's ready for the test rather than uh, the test is definitely on Friday. And then you find out she's on stage more than, than not, you know, and she's not ready to take the test. So you know, there are so many different options and um, you're really driving the bus as the parent. I mean, I think that's something that should be said. Also, we get so tied into public school tells us that this is how we have to function. And when you go into this space with your child, you find out that it doesn't exactly have to be that way, that you can move through the process um, at your child's speed or at your speed and what's necessary for her to be able to be a professional child, actor, singer, dancer, and still have the education that is appropriate for where she is. And I find too, that a lot of my clients' kids will end up ahead of their peers when they go back to school. Yeah, it's definitely a thing. So- Talk about now rehearsals for her. How long did she rehearse? You mentioned that, you know, obviously she's in there doing her own thing. Was she comfortable with things? Did you have to support her outside of the room, helping her memorize the music, helping her memorize the sides? Like, how was that? And then also talk about her first time on stage in the show. Uh, uh,
1: Okay, so rehearsals was three weeks. And the only thing I really had to help her with um, would be the choreography. So their dance captain was super strict and he made them go home and write out all of the dance, all of the choreography for all the blocking for all their numbers. Mm-hmm. And she had like these like burns on her hand that she'd gotten from like being in a really dry climate. Like, and her skin was like cracked and bleeding. And I was like, can I just write it for her? And he was like, no, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh no. <laughs> it was really like very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so her and the other young Anna would get together um, after rehearsals to write down all their blocking and that way they could go through it together like oh I remember this step and oh, oh smart. I yeah so it was yeah it was super collaborative um, and they they picked it up really quick. so when we joined tour, she was already off book um I just made sure she was off book but not like I didn't tell her how to say the lines just mm-hmm. that she knew the lines because I knew they were gonna mm-hmm. want to direct her to do it whatever way they want it yeah. So just so she knew the lines um, and musically, she was completely off book um, and it was the same thing. I made sure she knew all the notes, all the dynamics, everything written in the music, but I left the interpretation of things up to the musical director because
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. want to like
1: step on those toes.
0: Yeah, super smart. I think that's definitely something that parents need to listen to if your children are in that space, even if they're doing you know, regional theater or a local community theater, you have to let the direct director do their job because hence again, why at the callback, they try to redirect the kids. And if the child is so set in the way that they're doing it from being drilled at home, that can be a detriment to their moving, you know, moving on in the project for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, So so yeah, the rehearsal was, it was crazy because you're also getting acclimated to being on tour. (laughs) Um, That's a whole nother thing yeah and i remember we went to see the show so our first full day on tour disney sent us all all the new girls to see the show and i had not seen it before because when it came to houston she was in her production here so we weren't able to see it and seeing it and knowing that that was going to be her i remember thinking oh my gosh can she do this because the other girl was so amazing and just oh cute as can be she's so darling and i remember thinking oh my gosh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> now you're sweating is my yeah. kid gonna be able to do it
1: i was like okay um but her opening night like she was prepared she was totally prepared she definitely got better as tour went on right like she loosened up and she settled into the role more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she started like playing around with the roles oh really playing a little too much there <laughs> right oh my gosh yeah but um seeing her and in frozen um the young girls start the show so she actually Mm -hmm. has the very first line of the entire show and it's just it's just so cute like you to watch that curtain rise and just see her and with the costumes and the orchestra and the set design like it was so overwhelming yeah Uh, it, yeah, was, it was it was up there
0: yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah
1: and to see her doing what she loves like she's actually a very anxious kid the only time she's not anxious uh is when she's on stage that's like her safe space so to see her doing it and know like at curtain call to see that gigantic smile on her face ah it's just <laughs> oh it's just amazing it's it's like in sports right if you see your kid hit a home run or you know mm-hmm. they make the game winning shot like it's the same yeah the same thing to see your kid have a huge accomplishment that you know means a lot to them yes. like for my husband oh. and I we were proud of her but we would have been just as proud as if she were doing a school play right like yes yes yeah we don't come from the theater world so for us it was the the same level of like enjoyment and excitement but mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's still so young I don't think she truly understands the like the level of accomplishment yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. I have to share that when my son, Kevin, was 10, he booked um, the original cast of How the Grinch Stole Christmas on Broadway. And his whole life from when he was a baby, he was always hanging out backstage in the wings because I was running shows with the school. And like he was just used to being on stage all the time. Again, same thing, safe space, being on stage. And I remember the first day that they brought us all up on the stage. And this was at Hilton Theater in New York, which is now the Lyric. It's a huge, huge theater with giant there's giant, um, chandeliers hanging from the ceiling. Like it's just huge. And we all went from backstage and walked onto the stage for the first time for like a meeting as part of the meet and greet and the first day on the, on the stage. Cause they actually rehearsed in the theater. Cause that theater has rehearsal space above it. And so we walked on the stage and I, and I said, so what do you think of the stage? What do you think of the theater? And he's like, yeah, it's cool. You know, like he just, <laughs> he had no same thing. No sense of like, wow this is amazing you know it was like the the lamps are cool they're different i was just oh my yeah. god yeah, yeah it's the same it like, was the same I yeah feel like
1: costume like you okay. know so she, young anna also doubles as like the equivalent of the baby troll from the frozen okay. movie okay i and, didn't know that yeah so that's like her favorite costume it's like her favorite dance number like that's like her favorite time on stage which is funny because it's not even really being Anna. But so also seeing her in that character was really fun. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because it's, it's sassy and it's playful and it's really upbeat. And she definitely got a lot better with that role specifically as tour went on. She started like interacting with the other cast more, like in a <laughs> playful. Um, so it was fun to see her learn how to stretch herself in that way instead of just going out and doing the same thing every night. She learned that okay
0: there's a little bit there there's a little bit of room there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah yeah and I think you want to keep it fresh you know the other actors probably were doing the same thing you know and Mm -hmm. once she got comfortable they were probably like all right she's cool now we can like you know we can kind of exchange glances and do different things and you know Uh kind of make it fun yeah yeah so how did she deal with like did you guys have stage doors where you had to exit did you feel Mm -hmm. like this is a question that comes up is it safe You know, like, how did you feel about that? Was she signing autographs? How did that work for you guys? So she loves to stage door. Oh, okay. Uh, She loves it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not every theater stage door. It usually just depended on like the logistics of where the stage door was. And was it like accessible? So some cities there would be like in Baltimore, there was just like this line of people going down like all waiting for autographs other places there's literally not a person the whole time you're there so it just depends um I never really felt like it was unsafe the cities the cities where we were concerned about safety they always had extra security at stage door um and they especially paid attention to the littles um making sure that like they were safe and that they were taken care of um I say like 85 percent to 90 percent of the theaters had security at stage door
0: oh okay Okay. So yeah, I wasn't that's before. definitely, yeah, that obviously that's the case in New York city, but with the tour, I know that's something that people worry about. They worry about their kids picture being taken and like all those things that yeah. are happening because you always have, you always have like super fans, right. That want to you see do. the show and follow yes. the show. So that's definitely yep. like a big, big deal. Um, so how, and so she enjoyed that. I'm sure she enjoyed signing she autographs loved. and signing the yeah. playbills and all of that kind of thing. Yeah,
1: She yeah, got, that, um, that, it was interesting to see the evolution of it as like as tour progressed and to see her maturity because she would watch the way the adult stage door. So at first it was just like, you know, a little smile and she'd sign or whatever, but it got to the point where she'd be like, thank you for spending your evening with us. Oh my goodness. I love your dress. You look beautiful. Thank you so much for coming. And it was really good. Like growth, like yes. human growth yes. for her to yes. her learn how to be Um, humble and gracious and kind and people give people give them gifts. So that's something to be prepared for too. like people make like homemade gifts and for her to learn to show the right amount of appreciation for something so special. And I wasn't really worried about her picture being taken. People always asked me if they could take a picture with her. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody just take a picture. Mm -hmm, But she's also already like she's already has an Instagram page. And I'm not Too concerned about that, I guess, because I'm also with her. If she's not in
0: the theater, she is next to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because she's so young. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the growth because that's something that is incredible what happens when your child kind of is exposed to the professional world. And if they're talented enough, it's going to be a positive experience. And Mm -hmm. they're actually not going to get cast unless they're talented enough. So that part of it, you don't have to worry about protecting them. And once they get into that space where they're working with top of the industry individuals, it's all a positive. I mean, they are literally, people will say, oh my gosh, You know my child is being asked to live in an adult world. Well, yes, but the adults in that world also do understand that they're children. So there is that piece of it too. And it's such a positive, like what you just described about her saying, oh, thank you so much for coming. And I love your dress or whatever. And giving compliments to those people and making them feel good. Like that is such a great life lesson because then you go back to, you know, your public school, or you go back to whatever your setting is, which is, you know, just life. And you obviously being repped, she'll continue to be auditioning for things, but you have a different perspective on all of it. You know, like it, it changes everything. And so many, you know, I'll tell so many of my clients, like once you get one project, the floodgates literally open, even just getting repped, the floodgates open. The opportunity is insane. Like no one understands that. And certainly it happened for you guys so early and oh, there gosh. are people who struggle you know <laughs> like their their kids are doing regional theater they're doing community theater they're doing their school theater they're doing all the theaters locally yeah. and they want so much to do this and the parents just don't know which way to turn and how to get involved at a higher level or the parents are just afraid of it yeah. you know but in the yeah. end It's gonna be so it's just so good for her because she's going to be a different she's obviously a different person being touched by all this, but it's lifted her to a whole new maturity level in such a a way that's more humble than it is, oh, you know, I've just did this role in this. It's more of a, a understanding other people and how to be to have empathy and to have and to understand how other people feel and it, it's really a magical thing. I don't know if you agree with that, but. Yeah, it is.
1: yeah, and they passed, so Frozen specifically, right? Like they have new girls coming and going every six months to a year. Mm-hmm. So when she came on tour, it wasn't like a, oh my gosh, you're so amazing, you're the best. Because the other girls were performing in that role and they were ending their time. So she had to learn to give the space to those girls and to give them the accolades, to let them have their moment before yes stepped in and then when it was time for her to go on came a new group of of little girls and so she had to learn to be which this just naturally was very natural for her but to be excited for them to take yes. her place um yes. and the and the, the passing of the torch and so it kind of helped for her that it wasn't like I'm so special because I'm the only one mm-hmm. because she's not the only one like there's this mm-hmm. trail of girls that have played that role that are all equally talented equally yes. amazing and and yeah, I can see how for parents, you worry about putting them in like in a quote adult environment, but the, the limited experience we've had in theater, all the adults in theater are like big kids. Yes, like, that's true. Adult <laughs> adults they'll ever meet, especially the people that are in Frozen, right? <laughs> it's an obviously child oriented show. Mm-hmm. It's young, it's playful. And all the adults were the same way. And they loved those kids. Like their, her stage mom and dad were like a mom and dad to her. Yeah. They yeah out for her. Absolutely. They for her. And I like, I was, I was hesitant, right? Like I was nervous to even put her in this world for those same reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, you're afraid, like, I don't want to raise toddler to train wreck a Hollywood story. But I had one of my piano students who unexpectedly passed away and she was 10. She was a competitive gymnast and her mom had let her daughter chase her dream, right? This wasn't the mom pushing. It was this girl just loved it and breeds it and was mm-hmm. really good at it. And I remember her mom telling me one time she had no regrets because she let her daughter chase her dream. And so once that happened, I said, okay. And that's when I put those videos up of Nora. And mm-hmm. that's when things started going for her. Cause I said, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to let my fear hold her back from what she was so obviously born to do. Mm-hmm. Like her birthday is national theater day. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh so my I'm God. Out of, um, I had to not be so selfish as a mom, right? And I had to think this is going to be hard as a mom and it's going to take a lot of effort and energy and time and money, but they're only little for so long and you're not guaranteed tomorrow. So I'm
0: like, let's just try it, right? Like if it doesn't stick, it doesn't stick and that's fine. So the the opportunity was presented and you said, yes, we're running out of time, but I wanted to ask you, this has been so amazing. I wanted to ask you, if you can give some advice, obviously what advice would you like to give other parents, which you've mentioned a lot along the way here today, but if someone was looking at their child and trying to determine readiness in them, what would you say they should be looking for? And when do you think they should seek out higher level training? Like, what is your, what are your thoughts? Because you're living in it. You have such a young girl doing this. Uh, I'd say if, you know, I think
1: you can tell if they're ready for it if they ask for it. She was asking me for literally years, when can I sing on a stage? When can I perform in front of people? If they ask for it, then give them the opportunity to show you that they're ready. And they're also not going to be 100% professional ready when they're still a kid. But you don't give it, if you don't give the plant water, the plant won't grow. And you don't know that it could become this gigantic tree, right? And I think if they show the interest, give them the training. I was I was worried that she was too young. She was like, had just barely turned six, I think. Mm-hmm. When we first met with Cameron, she might've even still been five. Yeah, and she was a baby when we she talked. She was a baby, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've realized too, like a lot of parents, like they might think their are kids talented, right? Because we're parents. Find a professional, Google it, find a professional and just get their unbiased opinion. And then ask questions. I asked so many, I talked to you for hours. I probably asked you 5,000 questions and any person that was willing to talk to me, I talked to them. And I asked him every question I could think of Mm -hmm. Um, when she had to get headshots for the playbill for our local Sound of Music. I went to a professional photographer because I thought, okay, this is what she's going to use to submit for Mm -hmm. other things. I only knew, like, what is a good headshot, knowing that I don't know best. There are professionals for a reason. And there's moms that have, thousands of moms that have walked this path before. Some of them are willing to share their information. And so I just kept reading and reading and reading everything. I just consumed it. Um, I listened to podcasts. Like I've listened to every episode of your podcast. And, and I took the information that professionals gave me and I yes. did what they did. I wasn't like, well, my kid's already an amazing singer. So thanks. She doesn't need any help with that. It was like, no, you told me to put her in a cabaret. So I put her in a
0: cabaret. Yeah. Yeah, because then you that hones their skill because in yeah. public school even in the choir they're not going to get to sing alone, they're not going to get to sing yeah. solo, they're not going to get that opportunity. So those are just phenomenal things to to put your children in and honestly I I've have, I have clients all over the country and on five continents. And I have a client in just outside of Chicago, Illinois. And I told her the same thing. Her child at the time was I think 9 or 10. She's now in her teens you know, or if you can't find the cabaret, create the cabaret. You be the mom who calls up the place and puts out the, the, you know, the APB for other kids who can sing and make it all work, you know, to give the kids those opportunities. And there's definitely, you know, there's ways you can do it. And you obviously did all the right things <laughs> for Nora. So what's in the future? What 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 are you looking for? What's going on now? Like, is she auditioning? Like, anything you can yeah. share so
1: she had, she had a call back in New York a couple of weeks ago. She didn't book it, but it was her first like in-person in the room call oh, back.
0: nice. So you were in New York.
1: And so you were in New York, which was fun. Um, and it was a good like learning experience for her cause she was nervous cause she hadn't done like an in the room yes, call back. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was glad she didn't book it cause she also needs to learn to not always have success. Yes, yes. You know, she happened to be successful with Frozen like right out the gate, which was amazing, but that's not the normal path. And so right. I wanted I was glad she got to experience the rejection., because yeah. that's an important part of the growth. And to see how she took it like take it and then like okay now i know if i want to audition for that same thing next time now i know what they're looking for and now i'm going to work for
0: that Nora's like i'll be back mom i'm all oh okay <laughs> Did she? i love that. that well you know that's the confidence yeah. that she has to do what she's doing and she knew it at a very young age and and thank goodness she had a mom like you who was willing to you know do all the exploration and do all the things that was yeah. necessary to get her where she's going i'm sure she's going to do amazing things in the future. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to have a lot more moments that take your breath away watching her on and, more stages. You no, know, if she doesn't, then she doesn't, right?
1: If she loses yeah. interest, then then that's fine too. And she'll yeah. do whatever she wants to do. But as a mom, I have no regrets, which is really nice as a parent to be able to be like, I didn't hold them back because of my own fear. I was uncomfortable. I just, I let her go for it. And I learned and I read and researched from professionals and I did what they said. Right, like I wasn't like I think she looks cute in this outfit with five bows in her hair. (laughs) I just I did what the professionals said.
0: Like it's very easy. You just do what they say. I'm cracking up because this is what. Yes, yes, exactly. You did the right things. You listened to the professionals. I love
1: it. Well, I did everything you told me. You you probably don't remember, but you gave me like a huge list, and I I literally I went down it like a checklist. I love it. and Nora would not, there's no way she would have booked frozen if you hadn't taken that time to have that conversation with us. Because so sure. she wouldn't have gotten it without you.
0: Amazing. Sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you for that so much. Well, I totally appreciate this. I really think all the listeners are going to be thrilled. Um, I will actually, how can they follow you guys?
1: Um, uh, So on Instagram, it's Nora Sings Everywhere. It's Nora with an H, just okay. Nora Sings Everywhere. And it's really um it's not professional it is just like <laughs>
0: sure <laughs> it's just very authentic, but we and can so follow her know. journey so if the listeners yeah. want to follow her journey at this point they can through that and we'll post that and stuff I think all of us parents need to be here to help each other and embrace each other and to help uplift these talented kids and give them a chance all right thank you so much yes it was nice to talk to you if you'd like to follow Nora to keep up with all that she is doing, follow her on Instagram at Nora Sings Everywhere and join me every Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Need more information? Visit lbctalent.com and follow me on socials at lisasolek underscore Talent. By sharing our stories, we can help other talented individuals land the career of their dreams.